full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle Family. You don't know how much the enemy has tried to shut down this episode. We had a power outage in the studio this morning. Everything was off. Everything was off. But you know what? When God's word needs to come forth, it, it is, it's going to come forth. And so everything's back online. Our streaming's online because our conversation today is going to be amazing. It is going to be so, so good. So you know how we do it. Second Saturday of the month, Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey with my co-host with the mostest, Sean L. Brown. So we are going to just jump right into this thing because we got a lot to say today, family. So um, Sean, you there? I, I cannot hear you. Hold on. Stand by. Stand by. Can't hear you. Say something. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh. oh, we have liftoff. Man, what a... Y'all just don't know. What a morning. But that just goes... That just goes to show that when, you know, something powerful is about to happen, that right. the enemy will do anything. In fact, we're not going to have no music today because it's really hard for me to hear you. Say something else. Say something else. Okay. We got this. Woo. All right. And showing off in front of company. See how you do? We got Fanny in the room today and it's just going to be, it's going to be what it's going to be, family. That's right. All right. So uh, Sans today, how has your month been? How, How have you been since the last time I've seen you? Man, I have given birth. Um, you know, we've got Dr. Anna and Fanny on the phone because this is a victory party today. And, um, I, I, I'm almost speechless, which is 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 um, fascinating, right? Because that's very rare. But today, I literally am speechless at how difficult the birthing process is, yet how beautiful the process is when you're surrounded by sisters. God chooses these flowers to surround us with and to bring us into this place of absolute ecstasy but it only comes after such a violent journey. And I guess today, you know, when I woke up this morning, what was in my spirit was a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Okay, so that is is my um, theater, my theater experience coming out. But that was in my spirit because as much as I am excited today, there's a bittersweetness to today that I have to tell you a harsh reality that comes prior to the beauty that I'm experiencing today. And I want everyone to know that as I tell the stories that we're gonna discuss today, that I empathize with each person's journey. So I'm excited for today. That was a lot. 
That was a lot. I know. Always a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot because this is a lot. Yeah. A root system reboot. That's what we're talking about. A root system reboot is a lot. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, we're talking about this, this thing we've been saying since the season started and I'm, I am Shawnee B unapologetically unfiltered. God gave me this root system thing. I woke up and we literally just started clumsily walking through it. Like, okay, God, you said this is what you want us to do. This is what you want us to do. But really it is forming into its own thing. A, a root system reboot is a reality that if we want to be champions, that this is what we have to do and we have to do it together. That's for sure. That's together. for sure. Yeah. That our root systems are what's keeping us from doing the thing together, which is keeping us from being the best that we can be in every aspect of life. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I took over the whole introduction. No. No, you didn't. You're but fine. How was your month? Oh, man, my month was very interesting. So we had Nicole, uh, well, we've had, continually had Nicole Romeo, who is your thought coach and and so much more. And so Nicole uh, had mentioned heart change. uh, And so I went to the heart change workshop, four days, very intense days. And all I can say is that is where the root system, that is a place where the root system can be dug out. And so there were things that I finally am free from that I've never said to anyone, experiences that I've had that I've never mentioned that have impacted me. And and the crazy thing about it, too, is um, realizing and recognizing that things that I experienced in my life, how they affected me how they impacted my life and my decisions and not it it never really you know like oh yeah I knew that this thing you know may have had an effect a ripple effect but seeing the layers the depth of the thing the depth of Mm -hmm. the hold that it had on me and the decisions that I make and the way that I Mm -hmm. lived my life um, mm-hmm. Man, it was so eye-opening and so freeing. So then, you know, of course, like a kid in a candy store, when you get something that's really good, you want to mm-hmm. tell everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So we had our we had our graduation the other day, and I was sharing with them. I said, um, I you know, I'm I'm telling people. There people are like, oh, what have you been doing or whatever? And I'm like, oh, you know, I went to this heart change, and, and I'm telling people, and you know, you have to. I, I had to learn how to protect that even protect that so while i want to see other people walking in freedom not everybody's ready to hear my joyous story or the things that i you know so i had to kind of tamper down because i'm telling everybody oh you know it was this heart change and blah 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 and it was so good and it was freeing and and some people reacted like oh okay good for you and some people were like oh wow tell me more um and so i had to kind of you know kind of protect my heart in that too because i'm excited and happy and joyous and want to see people free but not everybody's at that same place and so even when i share with you and you'd be like oh good i'm kind of like a lightweight offended like you know (laughs) don't you want to be free too or whatever so i so that is it's sexy well no well, nobody <laughs> wants to suffer sexy that's still we're gonna let you have that but um but you know it's so it, it, it's been so it's been a, a this month has been uh walking through adjustments 
making adjustments and still letting things go and still process that wasn't the total end of the journey at, at by no means there's still right. a lot of back um you know like behind the scenes work and, and still more digging like it just helped up, uproot but now and and free some of it but i there's still more to do there's there's yeah, a lot the more process, work to do the yeah. process yeah the process yes um before we get into introducing our guests can do i have time to read today's Jesus calling because it is so profound to a full circle journey and what we're talking about. Go for it. Is that possible? Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Today's December 12th. 12th, by the way, is a completion number. Mm. I am taking care of you. Feel the warmth and security of being enveloped in my loving presence. Every detail of your life is under my control. Moreover, everything fits into a pattern for good to those who love me and are called according to my design and purpose. Because the world is in an abnormal fallen condition, people tend to think that chance governs the universe. Events may seem to occur randomly with little or no meaning. People who view the world this way have overlooked one basic fact the limitations of human understanding. What you know of the world you inhabit is only the tip of the iceberg. Submerged beneath the surface of the visible world are mysteries too vast for you to comprehend. If you could only see how close I am to you and how constantly I work on your behalf, you would never again doubt that mm. I am wonderfully caring for you. This is why you must live by faith, not by sight, trusting in in my mysterious, majestic presence. Mm. That's the journey through the root system because you're not getting to that with a clouded up, cloudy root system. And to get rid of that, you need an impact team, yeah. innovators, managers, partners, angels, collaborators, coaches, teachers, and trainers. And we have two of the best of my impact team, your impact team here today to help us unpack our root system. We have Fanny Bethencourt and Anna Hiscox. So before we Ms. go any further, go before go we go ahead. any further, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, but before we even do that, Dr. Anna, did you have some kind of, you like had a reaction. Are you, did, is there something you want to <laughs> reveal or? You know, Ms. Wanda, I had a reaction because as Sean was reading the last part of that passage, I looked on my notebook because when things come to mind, I uh -huh. write it down. And what I wrote down is that we walk by faith and not by sight. There you go. There you go. There's no coincidences. Yes. No, none at all. None at all. Yes. So we're going to take a really quick break. Um, and when we come back, we are going to introduce our guests and we are going to dive deep into this root uprooting conversation. Keep it right here, family. It's full circle. We'll be right back after this. If you have something to add to the conversation, drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. Empowering women through conversation. This is what she does. She's Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. It's Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey. You know how we do it every second Saturday of the month, and my guest uh, my guest co-host, my partner in crime, my sister, all of that stuff, Sean L. Brown, is on Zoom with me, and we have got 
dream guest our dream guest oh my dream guest anyway i don't know sean I don't, too. Oh, okay yeah yes so fanny bethencourt um i'm just gonna say author speaker content creator physically fit powerhouse if you follow her on instagram which hopefully you will after today um but sean go ahead and introduce fanny please well fanny is all of those things yes but she is my sister from another mister and I think what makes us sisters from another mister is the fact that God chose her to inspire me and birth me into the next leg of this journey. So Miss Wanda actually finds Fanny, but Miss Wanda's my sister and is watching me labor through the most difficult, you know, part of it and says, you need Fanny. And I think I listened to 30 seconds of what Fanny had to say. And I was like, get her in my presence ASAP. If I have to crawl on my stomach to find her, I need her. And uh, she's here with us today. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Miss Wanda, and let you lead the discussion because I'm too excited. Fanny, thank you so much for joining us all the way from North Carolina. Uh, on oh Zoom, goodness. thank you so much for joining us, for saying yes, for being part of the conversation. Just to give the listeners some backstory and shout out to my friend Rosalind Malone of Sold Out Saturday Stories, who is where I, I saw your conversation with Rosalind. And I was just so just, you know, it was it was just very powerful to hear your story um, and to see that you've come out on the other side of of things that have have gone on in your life um so let's why don't we you just go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll kind of dig into your story yes thank you i am so excited honored and humbled um you know when you reached out that was like me me. uh roslyn um you know sold out saturday stories was the first time i had talked about my story so god had unplugged me then i had no idea what was going to come out that day Mm -hmm. and to know that this conversation we're going to have today is coming from that um it's exceedingly abundantly so i'm Mm -hmm. really excited and again and thank you for asking me to be there yeah yeah you um let's dig into your story because you're you have really God has really helped you to dig through the roots of your past and you've had some painful things happen grew up in New York yes uh born and raised in in, go ahead I'm sorry go ahead no I was just saying born and raised in New York Mm -hmm. yes born and raised in New York um you know very large family um my mother um from Dominican Republic um you know single um mother of two well two three at the time but and, you know, my story starts off with uh, with rejection. Um, you know, my father at the, was a criminal, to put it, you know, short. He had um, pulled her away from the church. He had been doing um, already a lot of illegal activity and making babies by the time uh, my sister, who was about a year older, uh, came around. And when my mother found out she was pregnant with me, she was already in uh, really deep, and uh, she did not want to, you know, be as committed. She did not want to have me. She did not want to bring another baby into the world. And somehow, for some reason, uh, that was the story I heard as a child. Mm. So, uh, and, and, the, and the goal was not to hurt me. The goal was 
to uh, make me, maybe the goal was to make me feel special. But as a child listening to the fact that your mother did not want you, that she tried to kill you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, from day one, um, you know, it's hard on a child and it has effects. Uh, to know that your father, you know, rejected you because he had made other babies and you look different. Uh, when he saw me, he said, that's, you know, she's not mine. So now we have, you know, double, you know, rejection. You've got it from both sides. And so that, uh, you know, really, we talk about roots, right? That was the start of a thing. The start of a thing was, um, you know, I was unwanted. I was unloved. Um, I was not part of, at least not my parents' plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people who created, you you know, your gen- your your attachment. Right. And, yeah. and so I, I would imagine hearing that story, as you mentioned, as a child, already coming into the world, not feeling feeling love because I'm sure your mother showed you love. But hearing that story, there is a, 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 a misalignment there with hearing seeing your mother's love demonstrate her love for you but also hearing she didn't want you i'm sure as a child that was probably a lot to wrestle with yeah it was definitely a lot to wrestle with because it wasn't um it was a very dysfunctional home you know to begin with and so i saw a lot of um i was you know witnessing domestic violence happening at you know at the home i was seeing a lot of things that were obviously more than a child um she witnessed um, and so just adding all that to it, never wanting to be a burden, mm-hmm. um, always wanting to prove yourself that you belong there, that, you know, you should be loved because, um, you know, we had, um, or I had clothes and I had toys and I had really nice things, but I didn't, I never had a connection with my mother. I never had a connection um, with my father who was there for a short while in and out, but he showed love to my sister. Um, and she was a lot more, um, you know, a more social, more um, aggressive personality. Mm-hmm. And so she always got the attention, whereas I always just wanted to do better. Mm-hmm. I always felt like, like I wanted to be good enough so they can notice me. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally identify with that. I, I, I want to kind of fast forward through this route, but we're going to still go back and dig into other stuff. But how has that root of rejection manifested itself throughout your life? Oh, it's an ongoing thing. That stays with you a long time, even if you don't realize it's there. Mm-hmm. It uh, it pretty much controls or, or, uh, or navigates your relationships, you know, the choices that you make in life, um, you know, how you present yourself, what you accept mm-hmm. um, you know, to come into your life. Yeah, um, because you don't feel like you deserve anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. always feel like you have to really work for it, like you have to try really hard. Um, and in my case, that just exacerbated by um, a lot of the other things that happened in my life as I was growing up. Yeah, yeah. I, I Like I said, I, I definitely identify with the root of rejection. And for me, that manifested itself in, in, in hiding, hiding who I was. Um, because I didn't want to be seen because I didn't want to be rejected. And so it's crazy. I was sharing that story with my nephew and I, and this was just like what, a couple of weeks ago. And I was saying, you know, I, I noticed that I didn't, I had a, um, what did I tell him? Not a fear of being seen, but I felt unseen Mm -hmm. and what, that my words didn't have value. And he goes, 
you know you're on the radio, right? And I'm like, yeah. And and so that's why it's a weird thing. And when the enemy can get in there and twist and tangle that thing, right? It's like, yeah, you're on, I'm on the radio. I do public speaking for a living, you know, all of those things. But in the back of my mind for a long time, I felt unworthy to be seen because the root of rejection was what really had a hold of my heart. Mm-hmm. Is If I'm seen, then I'm being judged and then people are rejecting me. Mm-hmm taking that bullying that I got back in elementary school and middle school and high school and all of those things culminating in this ball of not wanting to be seen, you know? So that reject, that root of rejection is real. Go ahead, Sean. I see you. I see you percolating over there. (laughs) Because as you were talking, there's a couple things. When you were talking, Fanny, I wrote down exploited gifts. And what I saw is um, parents who are broken exploit the gifts of their children because they can see themselves in them and they know how to exploit the innocence of the child. That's the first thing I saw. Mm-hmm. The next thing I saw was programming. So you're programmed away. So the Bible says train a child in the way they should go and in the end they won't depart, depart. from it. Mm-hmm. But that flipped that flip that and it's absolutely the same because my belief system is rooted so my protective mechanisms what i'm drawn to my appetites were formed there so then when i get into adulthood and i'm actually craving now the same experiences and how i get my love and nurturing nutrients so i go out to search for a somebody exploit my gifts I'm looking for someone to exploit my gifts because it's the only way I know how to perceive love. That's been my experience. I mean, this is like somebody came in my house right now and turned on all the lights and said, okay, boo, that's what happened. You were programmed in a way. You, not only that, what was in my DNA? Fanny talked about that a little bit. I was, my mother was 16. My father was 16. My mother was sent away to San Francisco to live in a home for unwed mothers all alone, to have her baby all alone, left to figure it out all alone. So when she had me, they left me there in that hospital for 30 days to figure it out. My mother was broken. She was embarrassed. She was hurt. That is in my root system. Mm -hmm. That takes so much work. So when I see Fanny doing that level of root system work, I realize this work is saving us from mental illness because Wanda, you have every gift, talent, and ability, but in your root system, it's warring against the truth. So that to me, Dr. Anna, would you agree is the makings of mental illness that war between yes. what was deposited in you as a child? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Please speak mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. That split. You know, and if you if you don't know and you don't have like a family, a system to help you to recognize these patterns of behaviors in your family that you carry with you, which is the root system, mm-hmm. if you don't have that that collaboration with people who love you or mentors or teachers you continue to carry that on and it becomes multi-generational yeah i want to just jump in real quick because um i heard something 
Uh, just this past week, uh, was it was a I can't remember something about with a woman, a pregnant woman, and the doctor was saying how things pass down. You know, not just the way the woman eats when she's pregnant, but all of those things. So those hurts. And and I don't think people realize that those hurts and things are really passed down genetically as well. So when you have a mother that's expecting a baby, like go back to Sean's, you know, mom, broken, right? A young person that's still developing 16, her mind is not even developed for her Mm -hmm. own self to make real, you know, decisions as a grown-up. And here she is faced with these grown-up decisions, but all the brokenness and things that, that led to her that point were passed down genetically. And I think a lot of times we forget that that does happen. That that mm-hmm. you know we get those things from our our especially our mothers. We're sharing a body with that person. Of course, we're sharing those things that are deep rooted. That those unresolved things we take mm-hmm. those with us. Right. And I think a lot of times people forget that. Oh yeah. Or don't even. I don't even. Or, or don't even know it. Yeah. You know, really learning that. You know, you had uh, Kim on. Kim, I had to call her and I said, Kim, in utero. What is the baby experiencing? He, she said, everything that is going on with that mother, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, is being developed in the baby. And I think about when my husband and I were young, he was yelling at me, screaming at me. I was passing out on the ground. It was such a tumultuous pregnancy. My son was born at 29 weeks. He wasn't fully developed. And I, I'm thinking to myself, he was dying to get to safety, get out. And I was an anxious wreck. I kept thinking, oh my God, my baby's not going to live. My baby's not going to die because I was bogged down with guilt because I had an abortion. So all of that stuff is in the root system of your child. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's trauma. We pass down trauma. And mm-hmm. if it's not addressed, you know, it manifests in lots of different behaviors as mm-hmm. you develop. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. True. Man, this is a very, I knew it was going to be a difficult conversation, but what I want to interject some sugar. There was some sugar in here right here. The, the benefit of what I'm seeing is walking in the light of Christ through these generational challenges is freeing my son. He's 22 dealing with relational issues from narcissistic abuse, able to stand and confront his dad and say, look, this is me. This is what I'm going through. I'm in therapy right now because I don't want to repeat that. Uh, See, and being able for me as a woman who didn't have a father or really a mother, you know, being able to go in my daughter's room and say, listen, you sit in here because I can't help you, but you sit in here and get to know yourself so that when you choose your life, you are choosing from a perspective of light and not confused Mm -hmm. from all this craziness. I, I mean, the trauma has given me the ability to turn on the lights for people who are walking in the dark. And then you can make a choice because the power of freedom is in your choice. If you don't know you have a choice and you just continue on with generations of poverty thinking, generations of um, kids out of wedlock, you think it's okay. Yeah. And the Bible says for a lack of knowledge. It's what you know. Right. Yeah. What you know about yourself, about, you know, what you know about getting out of a situation and how you approach it. Mm-hmm. So definitely having those right resources and tools. And I'm getting alone with yourself. 
Yeah. Um, it's, okay. it's okay. And just digging deep into, um, you know, like I said, into that root system. Um, I, you know, I know earlier you, the word split is what kind of stood out with me when um, Ms. Wanda was talking about how on the outside, you know, she was speaking and she had this role that was very public, but on the inside, she did not feel seen. Mm-hmm. And that's so common. That's so common that we live those split lives. Yeah. Right, where we're you know on the outside we're a shell doing one thing, but on the inside we could be completely empty, void, and feeling completely different. Yeah. And we and it becomes um, just you know survival mode. It's how we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, we can definitely not tell by looking at someone what's happening on the inside because we learn to interact with the world in the way that we need to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a defense you know, mechanism. World. Yeah, you know one of the things, one of the reasons I'm glad that this show is happening today is because of what Fanny just said. There are so many people who are walking around that are filled with shame on the inside. They are absolutely filled with shame. They look good on the on the outside, but let someone ask them how do they feel versus what they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and, and and letting them sit in that question too. I know yes. I, I'll talk to friends and I ask them, how are you? And I'll repeat it. I'll say, how are, oh, how are you doing? And they'll go, I'm fine. And I'll go, now, how are you really? And allow you to sit in that question for a minute. Because that's the other thing is that we avoid the feelings, right? We don't want to feel the stuff. Like, I'm just going to tell you I'm okay when I'm really a wreck inside because I don't want you to know or I don't want to face the fact that I'm a wreck inside either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... Ooh, it yeah. The uh, what wrecked me is this question right here. Uh-huh. How do you feel mentally? How do you feel physically? How do you feel spiritually? And how do you feel emotionally? Now, how are you? Right. When it was asked to me like that, I was <laughs> like, oh snap. Yeah. Spiritually, I think I'm okay, but mentally, physically, and emotionally, I'm a mess. Anytime anybody asks me that question, I always went to physically and. And because I was so numbed out by trauma, I wasn't even feeling my body physically. Yeah. So all I would respond with, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. Oh, that's crazy. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I want to go back to Fanny to your formative, your teenage years, and those experiences with your mom. Um, did your Did your family walk with the Lord when you were growing up, and what was that experience like? And um, just in those as a young girl, because I remember hearing uh, uh, one of your uh, your in your testimony about uh, the relationship with your mom. So can we dig into that just a little bit and how, what was that like in your like young adult or young teenage kind of coming into womanhood? How was that relationship? Yeah, well, my mother was um, making sure that we went to church, but she wasn't going to church. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were in a home that said, well, this is what you're supposed to do. And we had a lot of rules around it. Uh, for example, I went to Catholic school uh, for a while, and I had to go through the seven sacraments and do my Holy Communion and Confirmation. She said, one day you may want to marry a Catholic, you check off the boxes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I experienced a lot of religion, uh, but not, uh, I didn't grow up in a godly home. What was happening at home was a lot different than what was happening uh, or what I was learning in church. For me, um, I think what molded me most, and I shared this in my competition with Rosalind, was my time with my grandmother. And that's what really affected my spiritual journey. 
And so I, you know, we had to turn taking care of her. She was, you know, really obese and, and, and elderly. And we had to uh, take turns sleeping over her house and spending time with her. And everyone was like, I don't want to do that. She's too strict. She's boring. No TV, no this. Mm. But I always enjoyed being in her presence because it was the only time I had felt loved. Mm. I did not feel judged. And she didn't speak much. Uh, she, you know, she would sing her hymns and, and she would cook and she would read her Bible. And sometimes a friend would come over and drop her something off and she would share the word of God. But it was always the word. It was always the word. And I always felt so at peace there. And so there were all kinds of things happening in my life. But whenever I was with her, I felt special. I felt safe. We talked about safe earlier. Mm -hmm. I felt safe in their presence and I knew there was something there that I needed. And so I always volunteered. And even as I got older, where we didn't have to do that anymore, as I was going to school in high school, I would go take a bus, two buses, as a matter of fact, to Mm -hmm. get home. So I can spend the afternoon with her every opportunity that I had because she was God to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just an amazing influence in my life. I watched her pray. One of the things that we had to do uh, in staying with her that just blessed me so and made me curious about God is because I knew how heavy she was, because I knew her ailments, I had to get up at five in the morning. I had to get up and go in the room and help her get on her knees and pray Mm -hmm. and stay near her while she prayed in tongues for, you know, for what I feel feel like hours. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) And and I just sit there and watch her, not a clue what she was saying. But I remember just as a child kind of being really curious, like, how can she do this for so long? What is she saying? Mm -hmm. And um, and I just listen and soak it in. And it just felt so peaceful that I'd help her get back up again, have to massage her knees Mm -hmm. uh, to make sure she was feeling okay. And it was just something that I found just extremely peaceful and satisfying uh, in the crazy world that I'd lived in. So how was so that, that, was- that, that your grandmother, and so you, you, it's almost like you were pulled between the two worlds too. You know, you have the world of your grandmother pouring into you and not, and not pouring into you by her actions, right? And then you have the relationship with your mom who was like, yeah, just make sure you go to church. And, and, and so how did you reconcile those two things? I, I, well, obviously, obviously you pulled toward God at some point, but how, how was that reconciling that as a young person, these two worlds, you know, how did you navigate those? Did you try to share what you knew of the Lord with your mom or just kind of, I'm just going to, I just got to keep focused on keeping the relationship with my mom maintained. Like, you, you see where I'm going with that? Just go ahead. I know exactly where you're going with that. <laughs> I, I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I had uh, the skills or the insight to know exactly what I was doing uh-huh. back then. Um, at home, we didn't really talk. Um, I, you know, so we went through a period where there was a lot of brokenness in the home. Um, I was always in trouble. I think I was blamed for things that I was a victim of, and it created a wall between me and my mother, um, not one that I wanted, one that I did not know how to tear down. And so, um, again, I kind of just did what I felt pleased her, and that meant chores around the house or things that I always, I'm very detail-oriented, so whatever made her happy, that's what I chose to do. Um, But for some reason, whatever my grandmother said became what's right to me. So I I two-sided, I'm either, it's either right or it's wrong. Mm -hmm. So that was the bar that I set. If my grandmother said it, because she's the only one I could trust. Mm -hmm. She didn't know what I was going through. 
but she's the only one that I trusted. And so if she said something, it was gold to me. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I remember being in Catholic school one day and I had to uh, do confession, you know, with the priest. And mm-hmm. and uh, she had told me one time, we don't confess our sins to man, we confess our sins to the Father. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm nervous. I'm sweating because it's almost my turn. And Grandma said, I don't uh-huh. talk to a it's my turn. I'm trying to do the right thing in school. Uh-huh. And I literally went in the confession booth and I told them. And, you know, he, he told me, you know, he did his part. And then it was my turn. And I said, I'm sorry, sir. I can't tell you anything. As my grandmother said, uh-huh. we don't tell our kids to man. We tell our to the father. Uh-huh. So whatever he said, it was solid. And yes. so I have always been able to make that my, my dividing line. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's just I always did the right thing. But I always came back. That was my center. Yeah. Yeah. She laid, you know, talking about the root system, you know, she laid a foundation, right? Even though you had these roots of rejection, she still tried to lay a foundation of love and and of kindness and and just showing you, um, you know, God's love for you as well. Oh, man, this is such a good conversation. Sean, did you have something to add before we go to break on that question? Because you was like, I know where you're going. <laughs> well, I just want to say this really quickly, is that I do know where she's going, and I knew what you were saying, uh-huh. because we have to have a survival mechanism. I think I probably have a little bit more insight because my mother, by the time I was six, was gone. I mean, so you divide, I can really pinpoint when my little brain was having to choose I made this choice, boom, okay, that's hard fast because I believe this. And I think as you go through the root system, you get to see, oh, my belief system is this, based on this happening and that has developed this. And so now I get to choose, do I wanna exchange that belief system for God's belief system so that I can walk out of that? And I I, I think that as, um, as we walk through these journeys together, people will get more and more clear on the the choices that they had to make because we were were prisoners of war as a child. You're prisoners of war. You're caught up in a Mm -hmm. crazy war. And so you are having to make quick decisions that you aren't equipped to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. I I have to tell you that uh, Rosalind has been listening to the show and she's, if you see me looking at my phone, she's texting it and I want to share with something that she said. Um, Getting alone with ourselves, as Fanny said, is a whole nother thing. And then she said, man, God wastes nothing even when we don't understand or feel his hand, his presence. Fanny's grandmother praying in tongues for her and her not understanding, but God didn't waste that because she was still praying over you, you know, and he didn't waste Mm -hmm. those prayers. So thank you. And thank you, Rosa. I can't wait to have you on the show. Love you. Um, (laughs) We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Miss JD is going to join the conversation and we are going to continue talking about the root system. It is full circle meets lessons from the journey. You know how we do it the second Saturday of every month. Keep it here, family. We'll be right back. Like and share our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and friend of sisters everywhere. 
This is Full Circle. Having a wonderful conversation with my guests. Well, you know how we do it. Second Saturday of the month, Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey with my co-host and partner, Sean L. Brown. But today we are having, continuing our conversation about the root system. And we have our guests today on the panel, Fanny Bethencourt, Dr. Anna Hiscox, and we have Jerry Daly joining us. And of course, a friend to the show. And I guess Nicole's like... If you think about Hollywood, how they have like recurring uh, characters, like Nicole's like a recurring character. (laughs) Nicole Romeo is joining us as well. And so before we went to the break, we were talking about, you know, the the root of rejection and, and, and how that manifested in our lives and what it looks like when you're walking through and trying to identify roots and so that we can let them go, right? So that we can, you know, release those to God so that he can heal those. But also how sometimes you have the foundation that's being laid on top of the, even though you may have some roots that are are rotting in some way, foundation that's laid like by Fanny's grandmother, you know, her helping her grandmother pr- do her prayer time in the morning as a as a young girl, not really understanding what it was about or what she was saying when she was speaking in tongues, but how God used that later on in her life, that it was always, she was being prayed for. You know, they always say, you know, having a praying grandmother, like that really, really does manifest itself in protection over our family's lives and over our lives. And and sometimes I don't think we, we give that enough credit that prayer does work. That prayer is very powerful. Um, sorry, I, I went on a whole nother, I went a whole nother way. <laughs> it's good. It's good. No, I, I want to say this though, because as you're talking, I hear John 15 and he says, I'm the vine. You are the branches of a man remains in me and I in him. He'll bear much fruit apart yeah. from me. You go can do nothing. He goes on to say, my father's the vine dresser. Yeah. Every root in you that bears no fruit, he cuts it off. Yeah. Once that do produce, he prunes it back to produce even more fruit. Yeah. So this is what the, this is the process that we're talking about. Yeah. 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 So, so joining the conversation, uh, like I stated, Jerry Daly and we call her Miss J.D., Hey, Mm Miss J.D. (laughs) and Nicole Romeo. But uh, Sean had mentioned uh, when we were at the break uh, about this. Once you recognize the roots and you start to, you know, go in this journey of healing, there's some reparenting that needs to be done, right? Mm -hmm. Because the decisions that we see us making or the decisions that we're making now, you have to go back and and correct me if I'm wrong in understanding what you mean by reparenting is kind of go back and either correct those decisions or recognize them in a way. And for me, I talk myself, I coach myself through those behaviors and things that happen. Is that, am I on the right track, Sean, when you talk about reparenting? You definitely are. But let me say, let me give you a little bit of me and JD's story, which I think it brings it into full circle. So when I walked into an event for Tapestry on last December, December 5th, I walked in and instantly I was connected to JD. I was drawn to her like I knew her. And I walked up to her. I said, I, I told somebody I was with, I said, I know that woman. I know that woman. And the lady says, JD. I don't think so. I go, no. Oh, no, no. I know her. She comes up to me and says, I know you. I know you. Long story short, I end up giving her a haircut. And I am, listen, I'm the hair doctor. I work hard on craft, okay? Um, 
I gave her one of the worst haircuts I've ever given anybody in my life. I'm not kidding you. It was horrible. And she's and still my- in your life. <laughs> you don't she's play with women's hair. <laughs> it was also about breaking me because God knew that I was attached to my identity as hair doctor and that my identity as hair doctor was going to have to be broken and I needed a mommy. And my physical mommy, we didn't have the relationship or did she have the skills to help me? So God sent JD. And so it's important because I, you know, people that are listening on radio can't see JD is a white woman. I'm a black woman. God chose JD to come into my life to help me begin the reparenting process. So I have to be able to know who, what to throw away and what to keep. And I think that as you hear JD and whatever God has called her, whatever you want to know, you're going to understand why she was chosen for me. So I just wanted to make that introduction. What do you want to know about? What do you want to know about us, Miss Wanda? <laughs> well, so you have this connection with JD, this familiarity. Um, yeah. And so I want to go to the haircut. And, the, and, I, and I'm not being funny about that. But what I mean is that was the place where you had to you're the like you said, you're the hair doctor. You know your craft. You do your mm-hmm. thing and you give JD this bad haircut. And so I'm sure that there was some insecurities that were. So how did that come together with that? Right. You, you know was, what I'm saying? In that moment, how did that come together? I was um, we were on a call. And it was a FaceTime call. And I'm the, I am look, I look at hair. I can tell haircuts and angles. And I'm looking at the haircut that I did. And I'm like, oh, I got to confess. I got to confess. There's no way I can sit here with all integrity and look at this off-balance haircut and not say something to her. And I just broke down in tears. And I said, I am so sorry. I messed up your haircut. I'm like... It is, it's wrong. It's just, it's a bad haircut. So in that, did that kind of start to unfold this, did the relationship start to unfold at that point? Well, I think, I think, um, I don't remember if she knows this or not, but I've been a hairdresser for over 40 years and I knew she was cutting it wrong. And I think the grace of God is that when you know something is happening, you let it go and let God. Mm. And the interesting thing is, I fixed it. Not a big deal. I wasn't offended, but mm-hmm. she was offended on for her, you know, yeah. on my behalf. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you know. Yeah. Because she she showed me a side to herself, but it was the protective side to herself, saying, "I can do this. I'm yes. gonna do this. Yeah. I'm here. I'm this. I'm that." And she, she screwed it up. Yeah. And, and the thing is, that was how, what bonded us together. There wasn't judgment. There was just love. And having a, a spiritual mom in your life is about walking the valley of the shadow of death with mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And she has never known, and it's all God. I'm a, I'm a former foster kid. And walked some roads that she's walked but when i had a baby i never wanted kids and when i had a baby i didn't know human love could be so rich and why is this thing baby thing oh my gosh um 
why does she love me so much? Uh-huh. I haven't done anything. I feed her, but <laughs> you know, but God, and then I got saved two months or three months after she was born. So I'm getting human love and godly love at the same time, mm-hmm. teaching me to how to be a mom. The biggest deal is it's inner healing if you are surrendered to it. And when I met her at the Christmas gala that we had in Elk Grove, I did know her spirit because I have walked in that same valley. Mm-hmm. And I think that we as women have a nurturing that is automatic. And when God's a part of that nurturing, I don't, I have told people I love them without saying a word and they wept profusely. So I don't, I didn't turn it on, but God did. Mm -hmm. And when I saw her, I saw her heart. I saw it broken and she needed love. Mm. I was drawn to that because that's what God has asked me to do. Love his children, period. And she saw that in me mm-hmm. more than I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because when you're hungry for love, you know the real authentic yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my journey has been bumpy and adventurous. And I've been married to my sweetie for fi- almost 50 years. Well, actually, we've been going steady for 50 years. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what? I love that man. You know, we've been together since we were 15, got married at 20, and life went on. But God just blessed us. And in doing so, how can you not pass it on? No matter where the bumps are, you're going to grow in the bumps. When I met Sean, I instantly fell in love with her because the Father was loving her through me. Mm -hmm. And I could only ask that that would be for everybody that I meet, Father God, that I may represent him in that manner to anybody, man or woman, child, dog, cat, because he's the creator, right? Yeah. So as I am developing a relationship with Sean and hearing some of the uglies that she has faced alone, my heart is abandoned to her. And in that process, the father has helped me help her walk through the bumps that she has gone through. We have to go through the bumps because we have to know what he endured on the cross for us, what he took our place from. Mm -hmm. Because on the flip side of the journey is the essence of his love all over you Mm -hmm. what you're doing i mean she is going through victory lane every time an issue comes up she gives it to god literally puts it on the cross Mm -hmm. and picks up his gift of love his gift of life and ending that trial unless she wants to open it back up and own it again because you have the choice yeah but if you believe god's word and she did she is who she is today because she has walked through so much stuff to get Mm -hmm. to what she's sitting in front of us with Mm -hmm. but there's so much more 
He's a mother, right? Like Jerry is truly my mother. I, 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 like Dr. Anna, I call Dr. Anna my godmother and Jerry's my mother. I have two of the most loving, God-fearing, fearless. They're fearless in their pursuit of truth. They don't hesitate to send me what I need. It's like having angels in the outfield. I'm like, devil, <laughs> thank you. I got this because I know Wanda got my back. I know Nicole got my back. Now I know Fanny got my back. If you don't have a squad and an impact team, you can forget right. That's me. true. Yeah. That's true. Wrap it up. That's it's true. Yeah. But you know what? It's a reciprocal. Yeah. Because yeah. there are so many things that happen in the process that um, it's a team effort and we are woven together. You know, it's interesting. I, <laughs> The Lord, since speaking with Sean and having a th something, I want to write about the scarlet thread that binds us together. Mm -hmm. See, we aren't a color. We're a man and woman period what do we do with that mm -hmm. the blood of jesus christ has a voice mm -hmm. yes it does it is mm -hmm. the scarlet thread that draws us together our image about who we are is a reflection of the man that laid on the cross voluntarily yeah. and he yeah. saw you and mm -hmm. he chose you and mm -hmm. he died because he knew what the end result was going to be for us. Mm -hmm. How can you repay that? Yeah. You surrender to it and let you be the life he saw after he died and, and rose again. And that's letting go. That's digging up those roots and letting right. them go. That's digging up those roots and letting them go. Yeah. And you know what? He doesn't leave the little uh, tentacles of the roots mm -mm. because they're dangerous. Those not only are dangerous, but they are the birthing of the more roots. Mm -hmm. And so what's what's right. so cool is when you chop it off, he gets the dirt that surrounds it and the nutrition. Every one of us is a part of the nutrition Ooh, of the plant. Mm. And we need to recognize who we are. And the only way the world is going to see who we are is let them see the truth that is within us. Mm -hmm. Whether we are, you know, thank God we are not perfect, but we're so striving. We're so constantly learning. I've been a Christian for over 45 years. I'm still learning mm -hmm. and I'm learning of my authority and co-heirship because my language changes. As you grow older, your language changes mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you recognize mm -hmm. that you are a co-heir with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Own your authority. Those are new words I'm saying to people. It's like, I'm not, I'm an intercessor. I go to the courts of heaven. I do restraining orders from the courts of heaven. Why? Powerful. I mean, I've seen lives change mm -hmm. and own, and then they come back, oh, will you pray for me on this? And no, <laughs> own your authority. Yes. That's good. Your own yes. way. That's, that's three. God has equipped you. He wrote yeah. an instructional book read it that's right mm -hmm. and 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 i'm like well i want to teach that. that's why i got a mama yeah <laughs> yeah own your authority i love that i want to yeah. go, go ahead. ahead go ahead no because i'm going to kind of redirect so go ahead I, I, all i was going to say is and I, I guess i was redirected too all i was going to say is 
when JD started calling me little one, <laughs> I knew I was rest uh-huh. for good. Uh-huh. Well, just so you know, I am six foot. So she was a little one. So she really is a little one. <laughs> I love it. I was going to go back to the reparenting and ask mm-hmm. Fanny, what does that look like for her in her life? The reparenting of yourself and who's in your squad? Who are those people that come around you? Uh, do you have a spiritual mother or people that come around you that can lift you up and hold your back? You got a new squad here, but who I else? <laughs> I have. Listen, I am so full from listening to uh, to this conversation. Um, yeah, and so many things came to my mind. I shared with you earlier during our little green room time that God gave me this morning the scripture Genesis one. Um, verses one and two, and he's constantly taking me back to the beginning. When we talk about roots, mm-hmm. you've got to go back to the start because everything that we need, we find in the Word. Yeah. And for me, I didn't have um, someone to pull me out per se, but mm-hmm. God took me on that journey. And so when you say, when you understand, for example, for me, it was that root of rejection, thinking that I was not supposed to be here. And to add to that, Uh, More things I heard growing up were, oh, I thought you were going to be a boy. Like, they didn't have a name for me. Even Mm. my name was trauma. Mm. It was, I got the name Fanny because they had planned for a boy. And then when I ended up being a girl, they didn't have a name time down. It was an argument between my mother and my father. Mm. And he wanted to call me one thing. And then they argued that that was the name of one of his women. And then I ended up with the name Fanny, which happens to be an uh, an aunt that I have, her nickname. So even my name has trauma surrounding it. Mm. And for me, Mm. it's a matter of, okay, not only was I not supposed to be here, but I'm the wrong gender. I have, um, oh, my name is one that I got teased, um, you know, using growing up. Mm -hmm. So I had all kinds of issues. And then, you know, so when I go back to Genesis 1, and, you know, here's that so God created the heavens and the earth. I've been stuck there for a while. And God has used that first scripture in the Bible to kind of really uproot me because he reminds me he created the heavens and the earth. That's when I was formed. That's when he thought about me. I didn't. I may be a surprise to my mother, but he tells us later in Psalm 139 that he fashioned and formed me. You know, the, and I was a thorn even in the earth. Mm. And so I'm like, wait a minute, we go way back. Right. <laughs> so I'm not a mistake. I'm a surprise to her. He said, even in that secret place, I saw your substance. So even though I'm a surprise to them, I was a secret to them. I realized, wait a minute, I'm the surprise to God. My days were written. So he had really taken me on a on a journey there because even from the earth he formed man and he formed woman so I've always been here mm-hmm. so maybe they don't understand the circumstances that brought me here but when I understood mm-hmm. that it was that they weren't in control mm-hmm. <laughs> I surprised them they didn't want me but that had nothing to do with the fact that God chose me Jesus doesn't mm-hmm. John I chose you you didn't choose me yeah. and suddenly we talk about the underdog I become the upgrade <laughs> I'm that kid Right, who before was not chosen to be on the team, mm-hmm. or I was never on the squad, I was the last one left, and suddenly, you know, I am chosen. Yeah. And that changes the perspective on so many things. When you know you begin to understand that no one gets your backs and you've got labs on to recreate human life and you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You might be able to get the outside, but you can't get that that spirit. Yeah. Right? Only God can do that. Yeah. And so when you need to understand first and foremost who you are and who chose you and who's in control and why you're still here, then the changes suddenly that feeling of rejection, you start to feel special. Mm-hmm. What you began to look for all your life through other people in relationships. 
I'm in all the wrong places. You don't need that anymore because you understand, you find that one place yeah. where you realize I'm whole here. You know, I belong here. Just like I felt in the presence of my grandmother. So I know I've never had um, a spiritual mother, you know, per se. I, I, and I'll be frank now, I'm, I'm watching this, is so beautiful. I've always wanted one. Uh-huh. It's one of the prayers I've had. I say, Lord, I'm always the mature one. I've had that prayer for years. I'm always the mature one. I'm always the one that needs to, um, you know, support someone else. I wish there was an, you know, a woman or God older that would pour into me or see me that way. And not because I don't have a physical mother and not because I didn't have, but because that's a told completely different relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can um, I say something right now? Yeah. Say something? Sure. You know, we are born again, correct? Yes. Have you ever asked Father your born again name? You know what? I don't think I have. No, I don't think I've asked him what born again name is. So I'm inviting you to ask the Father what He calls you because mm. you are born again. Now I will tell you, my name is Jerry. It's a guy's name, and he gave me the name Jonathan. Mm. And. And at the time he did that, I was an usher for a church and I sat right next to the pastor. And I wouldn't, you know, another masculine name, you know? Mm -hmm. And he looked at me, he goes, well, I guess you need to know who Jonathan was. Yeah, I was gonna say you got no Jonathan. And and I knew, but I mean, I was more getting into my head. I'd like a woman's name, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. But Jonathan has literally been my life style since I've been born again mm-hmm. and and so I just invite we all need to do that it'd be yeah. kind of curious wouldn't mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. No, yes but they call you and touche for you because you know Psalms 139 says he knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb and wrote yes. a book about us mm-hmm. yes the right because you're co-heir with Christ to call forth the day in heaven in the scroll mm-hmm. and bring it into your spirit That's right mm-hmm. that you can walk as it says that the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the lord because they're written in the scroll written about you but you've been born in an corrupted world so the days of your life have been corrupted well now check this out you can go and order the days that he wrote for you That's in right. heaven and yeah. bring it into your spirit and i'll just tell you one more thing we are body and soul. We'll just give Jerry the show, Rhonda. Thank you very much, everybody. We're, we're like Russell Simmons. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. <laughs> but, but, but this is the truth. Yeah. You are body and soul. We, we were created from earth, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the spirit belongs to God. So you, because you're co-heir, right? You call forth your spirit to leave your body. Tell your body and your soul you're a good servant, but a poor master. I command you, lead, co-heir, I command you to stand behind the spirit of God in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I com- I take the scroll written about you and put it into your spirit and check out the day that you're going to be walking in because you own it. Hello. Yeah. Mm. That's right. That's Mic right. drop on that Merry one, Miss Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> she said Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
We are going to take a quick break when we come back. Miss Jerry just broke it all the way down. Like, <laughs> um, thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle Meets Lessons from the Journey. You know how we do every second Saturday with my co-host, Sean L. Brown. And a phenomenal panel this month, I tell you. If you don't want to miss the rest of this conversation, we'll be back, family, right after this really quick break. Keep it right here. It's Full Circle. Like what you hear? Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. It's not just talk when you put it into action. Empowering women through conversation with Miss Wanda. We are having such a wonderful green room. I like how Sean labeled that, the green room conversation. All of the stuff that we're talking about off air, just a wonderful conversation, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. And you know how we do it the second Saturday of the month, Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey, live with my co-host, my partner, my sister, my confidant, my friend, uh, my sister. I already said that. Everything, um, Sean L. Brown. And we have a wonderful panel of guests talking with us today today uh joining us all the way from fanny what part of north carolina are you in i am in charlotte and charlotte north carolina miss fanny bethencourt uh all the way from downtown sacramento now <laughs> i don't know where you are dr anna <laughs> but dr anna we've got jerry daly and nicole romeo uh, joining us talking about this we're having this deep root root deep root conversation the root system conversation and we were in the last segment talking about reparenting and and we kind of went a little we we talked about how you and Jerry uh you and JD came together um and the the importance of having a spiritual mother and that relationship um which is different even if you have a, your 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 biological parent or the person that parented you um it's a different relationship if it can be that person that's awesome but a lot of times it it isn't and i think because there's that relationship dynamic between mothers and daughters that we could talk about at another time that we actually covered earlier this year right in may for mother's day um i wanted to make sure that we cover it's also a little different than having a mentor because we talked about before the question i didn't get to answer um but you know have who your squad is yes i do have a spiritual mentor um and she's amazing i'm under uh the mentorship of sophia ruffin um, and she um, and I've got a really strong core of believers uh, in my circle, and they are just absolutely amazing. Always there, 24/7. I am covered, mm-hmm. and so that is so important because, especially when we're talking about roots, you need to make sure that what you feed those roots and what you water, um, you know, is mm-hmm. valid, and then you're making sure that you're growing the right way in a healthy way because. You can water and you can grow and you can cut back those roots, but the, the wrong things may grow out. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the areas that you're trying to grow and get rid of. So it's very important to surround yourself with the solid people who are also uh, in the process of you know of growing, of improving, of um, you know coming out of um, a situation, and you know and using God right? As a foundation for that. Mm-hmm. You make a really good point in that um, it's not mentorship. It's so much more. But when you said you can be watering your roots, you can still be watering those negative roots too. And I, I, I want to make sure people understand that too. When we say watering our roots, you can be watering that negative root that to continue to grow by continuing to stay in that cycle 
right? That cycle, yeah. that pattern behavior over and over right. again. You're watering the negative root. So the watering yeah. is not just for, oh, now we've uprooted and everything's beautiful. Understand mm -hmm. that you can also water that negative root to continue to grab hold of your of you and your family moving yeah. forward. And yeah. that's where the accountability comes in in relationship. Mm -hmm. because I to tell you, you're going in the wrong direction. You're watering the wrong thing, right? Do so you need sometimes you need somebody to see that for you because you formed a habit. Yeah. And you can't always see it right away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. JD? Well, well, consider what um, watering is. It's agreement. Mm. You have two agreements. Good. Mm. That's you agree good. with God or you agree with Satan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any and everything that we do, we speak life. De life or death. God or Satan. So when you water the wrong seed, you mm. are agreeing yes. with the enemy and you opened up a door that you're going to have to close again because and now it's going to get stronger mm -hmm. for you to close. Yeah. That's why the reparenting is necessary because right. the ability to tell yourself no is how we walk through the root system. So I have to be able to say no to myself. I have to be able to say yes to the right things. I have to be able to self-soothe. I have to be able to know um, who is, it, is, is, who is taking me in alignment to my purpose. So a functional parent becomes your voice. So as Jerry became a very strong influence in the beginning, God was also doing work, right? So there were things that, you know, my grandma, I had four grandparents. I had a great grandmother, um, my grandfather, and my mother's mother, and my father, and my father's mother. Very influential voices for me. So there was a time not too long ago, I'm in my bathroom and I am struggling and wrestling with a relational decision with my spouse. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, I, oh, I said, this is what Granny taught me. This is what I know I'm supposed to do. And the Holy Spirit said, are you following her? Are you following me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Following her, you follow me? And that was the first time I was like, ooh, my grandmother might not have been all the way right. So the pruning process, it comes to take off what was good it, if it doesn't serve you anymore, but it also comes to prune back the things so that they can flourish. She put love in, but she also deposited some things that did not serve me. And in that time, because I trusted that relationship so much, I was about to make a decision away from God's plan and purpose for my life strictly because my allegiance and loyalty and trust in her. God was saying, no, we're about to ship allegiances here. I need full allegiance from you so that you know what was good and what was bad. So when Jerry comes along, it gives me a new voice. Now I've got a new voice, a one that I know loves me. And so when God is leading me that I'm hearing two voices now. I'm hearing the voice of my grandmother, but I'm hearing this little one, little one. Now as the parent, I've got to choose. Yeah. I've got a choice. Now I have a safe voice wow. to make that choice for Jesus. That reminds, me, that reminds me of my, what we talked about earlier with my grandmother, how whatever she said became, you know, gold to me because mm -hmm. she was giving me the word. 
Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know it was a strategy at the time. I didn't have words to describe what was happening, but I knew she was speaking the word. Mm-hmm. And so when it came down to it and I had to make a decision, do I do this or do I do that? Or even if I did it, I knew I chose right or wrong because I knew that that word was true. It's either mm-hmm. black or it's white. It's, you know, it's either true or it's, or, you know, or it's a lie. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the word of God, um, you know, to, to Jerry's point. That's the only water that you need, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to mm-hmm. get past the process. And so I totally agree agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. You definitely have, it's like the cartoon, right? You've got the little angel on one side and the mm-hmm. devil on the other. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. How it has your, go ahead, Sean. I would say that comes from somewhere, those cartoons. Yeah. Come from somewhere. I've been watching a ton of Disney. He said, we have to become like little children. The, the, the concept of following Jesus is so simple that it, all of our education and things make us miss it. Disney has opened my eyes so clear. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna no, I was just gonna say, go ahead, Dr. Anna. I'm I'm gonna just sit back. <laughs> I I I wanted to make a comment. One mm-hmm. of we've been using the word reparenting, and I think that that's a really good word, but. Oftentimes when I talk to people, I use the word rebirth because we are being rebirthed in the spirit. And that word separates us from our old stories, our old path, our old path, um, paradigms. And it just disconnects us from the past. Absolutely. And it builds us and it makes us stronger in the word. Yes. So I like the word rebirth for, for myself and the people that I talk to. And I have a couple of things that I want to talk about just briefly. I'll just mm-hmm. I'll just bullet point them. Yeah, have that. In terms of rebirth, you know, starts with pray. Number one, we talked already about walking by faith and not by sight. Prayer, letting go of our secrets. That's that's rebirthing, right? Letting go of the secrets without shame and without judgment and without fear. Mm-hmm. Allowing ourselves, and Sean, you know this one, allowing ourselves to feel our emotions, yes. not repressing them, not believing that they're not there, by not talking about them. We want to feel these emotions. That's the only way we can deal with our thoughts and our hearts so we can have coherence in our lives. Um, establishing a tribe. This is what we've been talking about, right? Community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness. And a lot of people get confused with forgiveness because they think that if they forgive that other person, that things will be better. Forgiveness is about us so that we can have more space, more heart space to let and allow God in, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can change. It's not about changing somebody else. Right. It's about changing uh-huh. ourselves. That's right. Gratitude. Being grateful. Oftentimes we focus so much on what isn't that we forget to focus on what yeah. is now and what is working. And staying in the path that does not separate us from God. Mm-hmm. And JD already talked about this, but surrendering. We can't get to the other side without surrendering. Mm-hmm. So those are my tidbits on, on rebirth. You know, um, 
God mama. <laughs> what I heard is it's rebirth and reparenting because once I'm re once I've been reborn, now I have to learn how to do it. I don't yes. even know how to do it. I got here and now I walked out of that old thing. Now what? So now it's been, okay, don't, now we don't, don't talk like that, boo. What we do say is da, da, da. Why? Because we walking through the valley of the shadow of death. So right there, we got to dip right there. We got to dive right there. And then, the, so it has been this, yes, the rebirthing process and the freedom to recognize we have to go through the rebirthing process. And then also on the practical side, we have to go through the reparenting process. Yes. Parenting is what was supposed to develop us for our calling. Yeah, but the parenting, what I'm saying as you say that, is that we are, like, even though it sounds like we're saying that we're reparenting ourselves, but if we're surrendering, we should be out of the equation. When we say reparenting, I'm thinking that we're reparenting and using God's word, then we're allowing him to parent us the way we should be parents to begin with. Every everything you rebirth, I mean, everything you struggle through is a rebirth. Yeah. Because it's taking that dark part of whatever you're struggling with and transitioning it because you are willing to become vulnerable to be surrendered. So there's that process of letting it go so that the light of his love can come in and begin to parent you the way he intended you to be. But everything we go through is a rebirth when God Absolutely. is correcting us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the reparenting, when I say reparenting for myself, because the way I spoke to myself was so counter mm. to what mm. God mm. That's good. So my voice was constantly in conflict with God's message for me. So I was as much to blame as being a dysfunctional parent to, because I'm responsible for me, right? I've got to put the food in my mouth. I've got to determine what I'm going to watch. That is the job of a parent is to steward the direction of what we were called to care for. And I have was horrible at stewarding affection, love, um, just protection. I, I would put myself in the most crazy situations and say it was okay. So, you know, it has been all of it. I think for me, I was so far away from the mark. I needed all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you said about your voice because you're right. Um, I think that for myself, I was probably my biggest, you know, critic. I mean, there was nothing anybody could tell me, even when I was being verbally abused, that could be worse than what I was telling myself. Yes. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and you, like, I completely understand that whole feeling about being nice to that little girl inside you and treating her almost like a separate person. Because even coming out of my situation, when I was in that last marriage, I had already given up on myself. I didn't care enough about myself to even get out of it. But it wasn't until I saw what's happening to my daughter that I found the strength yes. to say okay, enough is enough. And so I need to see myself like I saw my daughter in order to say, you know what? I don't usually do it for me, but I'll do it for her. Because yeah. I need to be mm -hmm. really intended to be. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's you exactly. know, sometimes we we get so involved in these patterns that we're used to because it's a part of us that we don't even know that we're broken. Mm, right. That's true. That's true. Cycles, right? Isn't that what we talk yes. talking about? Cycles some, yes. uh, last year, our, our episode and, and the song. It says the devil, he learns from our mistakes, even if we don't. Mm. 
That's how he keeps us in cycles. So the cycles are just, it's like, it. when I saw my son come in here and tell my husband, you need to get more self-aware. He said, I've been in three counseling sessions and you need some self-awareness. And he said, it is changing my life. And he, and he apologized to me on Thursday. He said, mom, I am sorry. I didn't understand it. He said, you were so honest that it, it was offensive. He said, but everything, he said in three counseling sessions, everything that you told me about codependency, about what he said, it's all true. I'm codependent on that. I, I wanted his love and affection. And so I just changed my whole self in order to get it. That all you describe is crooning. Hmm. Crooning mm-hmm. is bad, but it's good for you. You grow yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah. So you so it's hard for people to understand that the process doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. but you recognize it's different than the affliction. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That's good. That's, that's good. Right. That's Woo. good. So I, I'm starting to see the fruit and there's no more fake fruit. I'm tired of eating fake fruit. The wax was Yeah. 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 Fake I want fruit. Real fruit. Real fruit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to eat the fruit. We're going to eat the weeds and we're going to eat the fruit. But we're going to eat the fruit. I love it. I You know what? I just want to say that when um, the healing started in Sean's life and it just started to roll and get more and more, her desire to be healed and to face those things became very aggressive in her search to to come to that end. Mm-hmm. I mean, I met her a year ago and this is who she is a year later. Mm-hmm. And it's only because of her desire to be um, no longer under the curse because now she's above it. Yeah. And and that's that's a lot of growth. Um, and there's still more because we're mm-hmm. all growing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. her root system has been really shaken. <clears throat> you know, and she's not the same person that she was a year ago. Yeah. That's and, a, and that's that's the joy and the promise of our Lord. Wanda, would you agree with that? I, I would agree, and I was just going to say, and the goodness, and this will be um, a final word before we wrap up, is the goodness of God in that what what JD just said was that at that event last year, that was where you had the complete and total emotional breakdown, and this year you were the guest speaker. Yeah, full circle. And that doesn't show the goodness and the healing, right? Praise God. You know, that's it right there. That's it right there from from underdog. And what did oh was Fanny said something under yeah. upgrade. upgrade. Yes. From underdog to upgrade. We got it. Our title is going to be so long for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> underdog to upgrade to champion to hero to veteran to, <laughs> Legend, to dynasty. We want it all. Yes. Absolutely. Ladies, this has been an amazing conversation. I want to thank you all so much for joining. I'll give each one of you a, a few moments just to have a last a last words. Uh, if you want to talk about where people can find you or any last words you want to have, um, let's go ahead and char- start with our guest, Fanny. Oh, yes. Uh, last words. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, again, so ex- honored and humbled to meet you all and and to have been taken into the squad. You know, God is so good. 
Um, and thank you to Roslyn, who I know is listening, for, uh, for being obedient to God and even connecting with me in that way. Um, you can reach me on uh, Facebook on, as Fanny Bethencourt or on all other social medias as Fanny B Fitness. Mm, yes, mm-hmm. yes. She, this woman is amazing in the fitness realm as well. <laughs> you posted that picture of your back the other day. I was like, man, I wish I had a back like that. So, yes, please, please follow Miss Fanny. Plus a lot of good inspiration as well. All right, Dr. Yeah. Anna. I want to thank all of the other guests. This has been a pleasure and a just an exciting time for me and I love all the tidbits of advice and and references it's been great so thank you everyone it's been nice meeting you all and I can be reached at artpsychotherapy.org or artpsychotherapy.com artpsychotherapy.net oh okay (laughs) you got them all (laughs) yes yes so that's how I can be reached. Or you can call me at 916-675-2285, Anna Hiscox, LMFT. Thank you. Yes, don't forget, Miss Ann, Dr. Anna is an amazing um, art therapist. And I, I referred someone to you. I hope she took you up on that. She had a... Um, a child that was going she through did. it. Good, good, We good. talked a couple good. of times. Good, good, mm-hmm. good. All right, Miss JD. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see. You can reach me at J-E-R-R-I-D-A-L-E-Y at gmail.com. And I uh, would love to hear from you. And um, I just want to say thank you for this platform and this opportunity because we are all seeds in his holy garden and he's the gardener thank you jd thank you dr anna yes thank you jd thank Thank you you. so much all right nicole are you there i am oh yes thank you so much for having me i have been ecstatic listening to this and one of the things that fanny said about being the strong one uh-huh. And then having to reparent yourself was what really hit me as giving myself permission to tell the truth. It's got to start with me telling myself the truth of what I can't tolerate anymore, what I'm not willing to put up with. So, yeah, yeah. I can be reached at uh, heartchange.org on that website, or you can reach me at a hope and a future, spell everything out, at gmail.com. A hope and a future at gmail.com. Do we have time for starting with me? Yeah, go ahead and give your last words. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got time. Go ahead and give your last words, Sean, and then we'll let Nicole do starting with me. My last words are really just get ready, get ready, get ready, because I'm about to blow out like a rocket in 2021. February 1 of 2021, you are going to meet unapologetically Shawnee B. You're about to meet the hair doctor still in there, but now you're about, about to release my first single ever my first solo single um and slb enterprises is about to take off so that's it Um, you know where to reach me i'm on social just reach out to me on social but you just changed your you just changed your handle to unapologetic i did i did my handle is unapologetically shawnee b s-h-a-w-n-y-b and you can find me on on uh instagram and facebook all right all right 
All right, family. Um, before we let uh, Nicole read um, a piece, well, go ahead and read your piece, and then I'll wrap everything up. Go ahead, Nicole. All right. Well, it's got to start with me. I can change the world, starting with me. Starting with me, I choose to be one of the ones who change the world. Starting with me, I choose to be a giver, not a taker, a lover, and alive. I can change, change each day, make each one a better place to be. I can change, change the course of history, creating another destiny than the one chosen by the forces who once had control. Mm. Yeah, starting with me, I choose to be one of the ones who changed the world. And I know tomorrow is much too late, so I begin today and I don't hesitate to show that I'm a walker, not a talker. I live today, not times past, Make, making memories sure to last. Gifts from my mind, drops of water in the bucket of this life's time. Dance to dance, the music plays so free, I can change the world's sad song, one note at a time, until the whole world is a symphony. Yeah, I can change the world, starting with me. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Nicole and Romeo. Thank you. Love you so much. Oh, man, that is how we're doing it, family. This very Saturday, you know, we do it the second Saturday of every month. Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey live with my co-host, Sean L. Brown. We always have an amazing panel of guests and we always have amazing discussion. Thank you so much for joining the program today. Um, I, I can't even it, the root system, you know, it, walking and journeying to freedom. It is a long process. It's never ending. It's difficult. It's hard. Sometimes you want to give up, but it is so, so worth it. Because if you are breaking, and and I heard someone say, uh, I like the word generational patterns better than generational curses, because we can change a pattern, you can change a curse, but why would you put that label on your family? So if you're walking in freedom, break those roots, break those generational patterns, and again, it will be so worth it to walk in freedom. That's how we're doing it, family. Join me for another episode of Full Circle next week. Now, don't forget... This episode will upload to podcast on Tuesday at noon. I haven't had any shows. And the show with DB, I'm still working on the audio for that. It was a little hard to hear, so working on that. But this will definitely upload this Tuesday at noon. Make sure you're following the show on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Full Circle 975. Family, it's been a wonderful time spending time with you, walking and journeying this journey to freedom with you. Show love to everyone you meet, family. Stay safe and have a happy holiday season, family. We will see you next week. Peace. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.